Another wonderful sponsor that I want to mention is Organifi. I vowed to be very selective in the companies that I partnered with for the podcast, but after trying some of their products, the results that I've had, and discovering how truly unique of a company they are, I had to support them on the show. Not only are they an amazing group of people with an outstanding mission, but this company produces some of the highest quality superfood products that I've ever tried. Going above and beyond certified organic, they certify the purity of their products many times over. I'm personally in love with the gold chocolate, which is a hot chocolate style drink that I have at the end of a long day. And it not only satisfies my cravings for dessert, but it also promotes recovery and relaxation with all of its incredible ingredients. And I haven't been able to live without this stuff ever since I discovered it. Check out their long line of amazing products at OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. And if you find something you like, enter the coupon code LiveThisLife, all one word, to get 15% off of your order. So at that point of my life, if I looked at it right now and I had to choose what was more important, in that point of my life, what was more important than improving who I was? Who, what was more important than potentially saving my marriage? Was it a job? Because who was I with that job? I was a man who had, had to tell his son later on in life that his job was more important than our family staying together. Because of a job that job took precedence over me improving myself to save my marriage. That was exactly what I was saying if I continued down the road I was gone. If I blew off that growth to go party or do the things with my friends that I was doing, um, all those things that I was saying were important. I was saying that they were more important than the life that I've built for us now. And I wasn't willing to take that hit because as a kid, the life that we had that was sort of falling apart and the life that we have had since I've made that shift is exactly what I was dreaming about having because I didn't have that. There was nothing I wanted more when I became an adult than to start a family of my own and make it everything that I was missing. The family vacations, the amazing Christmases, the time spent in a loving household where things were great, that I created a childhood for my kid that he didn't have to heal from, one that he just has to look back on and be grateful for. That was my dream. And I was basically at a precipice. I was at a point in my life, I had to choose which road. Which one was I going to choose? Was I gonna choose the one that was more self-gratifying for me, maybe on the surface? Or was I going to choose one that I knew was the one that I really wanted to build? So I had to look and figure out what direction I wanted my energy to go into. And I feel like that's exactly what you have to do to make a relationship work. You're going to have to dedicate yourself to that relationship over everything else if you want to make that work. And if the reason why it's not working is because of you, you have to make some changes. When you have a person as understanding and patient as my wife is, it's easy to do anything you can to change yourself and keep a person like that in your life. I completely understand that my situation is unique. Sometimes you're in a situation where no matter how much growth you can do on your own, there's a situation that you're in that it's not actually going to be one that's that's really going to get better. That's a really tough circumstance. That's why relationship coaching is so nuanced and it's 
It's just, there's so many different pieces of the puzzle. There's no easy solution. But just looking at my own situation, I can say what worked for me. What put us in the position that we're in right now to celebrate where we are at? But sometimes, really, it is the other person's fault. If they're not willing to change, if they have flaws, you have flaws, you both have to work on things. If you're faced with that kind of situation, you're ultimately stuck with two choices. Either A, be miserable and tolerate your situation, or B, walk away. And it's tough to say that because you all have to be careful to not constantly think that it's you, that you are not as understanding as you maybe should be, and that maybe you just need to take more of someone's crap. That's not it either. You have to stand on a mountain proudly when you dig in and you really look deep inside and figure out you know, who is really to blame. Your gut's going to let you know, and you shouldn't let anybody else tell you. If your gut tells you you're the one who's in the right and you have a situation where you've done everything you can, that's a completely different story. But the ultimate question in all of this, and it applies to more than just relationships, it applies to career, applies to, to money. It refers to anything that you say you want as a thing in your life. Is it your number one priority? If it's not, then it won't be prevalent in your life. If it becomes number one, it will become number one. But when you say you want to lose weight, you know, you, you want to drop a few of those extra pounds, what healthy choices are you actively making? What things are you doing to bring that about? What unhealthy foods are you getting on a constant basis? You make decisions to support an end result at every single moment of your life. So if you are making a decision for good health, what are you doing to support that? Because if you're doing the right things, it'll manifest. If you support a better you to attract a better partner, you'll work on that. But how much do you wish for something in your life? And how much time do you spend taking the steps to bring it closer to your reality? Do you spend every minute on it? Honestly, think about that thing that you say you want. How much time do you dedicate to that thing on a regular basis? Do you do everything that you can to manifest that thing? Or do you spend time on TikTok, Facebook, watch trash TV? And don't get me wrong, it's, it's okay to unwind. You have to unwind. You have to do those things sometimes. And I'm speaking from a pot calling the kettle black, really, because I spend way too much time on some social media sometimes. I'm so busy that sometimes I just want to let my brain turn to jello but I have to cut it off at some point. And at certain points, I've sat there and realized I've done this for too long. And then I get down on myself. It's part of my learning process right now and self-discipline. But when it comes to things like TV, how much TV do I actually watch? I usually get like an hour or two on a Friday, maybe again for an hour or two on a Saturday, depending on what's going on. And that's it. Everything else that I'm doing is living in the real world making real things happen, having real experiences, because those are my priority in life. It just depends on how you're going to spend that, what is it, 186,000 seconds in a day. And if you treat it like a currency, money is a currency. It's the most valuable currency there is. You're going to get that deposit every single day back in your account, but you're not going to carry any of it over. It all either has to be spent or it disappears. And every day, that bank account of how many seconds you have is going to get redeposited into your account. And how you spend those 
is going to depend on, or actually what shows up in your life is going to be dependent on how you spend that currency. That's why I have the things that I have and have done the things that I've done and continue to do. Because those accolades, my relationship, the the health and well-being of my family is more important to me than perceived rest and relaxation. You know, really daily R&R doesn't happen. You know, I take the break when I need it as everyone should, but I also stay highly motivated and constantly keep moving on certain things and very, very take a very structured approach to my life. But if I can do something today to manifest my goals and dreams, I take that step if I have the available time and energy. And all of that is what I think is key to the success in our relationship, if anything. Um, you know, I, well, I mean, number one, the dance partner for sure has been a, a huge part of it. Um, because honestly, I think she's been far too patient with me throughout all the years. Um, but I'm eternally grateful and, and love her to death. Um, but the other biggest key is making love a priority. And I have made that a huge priority in my life. I've taken whatever steps I can make sure that I have time to spend on a regular basis. You know, it's not a, it's not a second thought. It's not a, it's not something that's just a byproduct in my life. I make sure that I take dedicated actions to show her how much I appreciate her and, um, all the things to make her feel important and let her know how important she actually is. And if you do those things with pure intent, and you follow your intuition every step of the way, you will see that you are attracting something like that in your life as well. Your subconscious beliefs are going to constantly attract things into your life. So if you're approaching life from a genuine aspect of yourself, you're approaching everything about your life in a genuine way, you're going to attract someone who is genuinely attracted to that kind of person. But if you're not real, you're gonna attract someone to the persona that you're putting on. So when they learn the real you, it's not going to be exactly what they thought it was. When you approach life with authenticity, your subconscious beliefs are going to always fall in line with that. I am this person and this is what I want someone to be attracted to. So when they find you, when you find them, that is going to be a great match. And then once you find it, if your underlying goals in your life are always to make that person feel appreciated and valuable from a genuine place. There is no effort in all of it because it's exactly what's coming from your core. Take, for example, how I approached our anniversary. I don't go over the top and spend gobs and gobs of money on our anniversary. Um, but this one's one that I always, it's, it's very important to me deep into my core. Um, it's one that I always tend to make a little bit more of a big deal about. Um, I always remember number one. It's it's not something I even have to set on the calendar or anything. The date to me, you know, April thirtieth is is always a big one for me. Um, but it's more important to me really than our wedding anniversary. I mean, our wedding anniversary, our wedding. You know, that's a planned, it's a constructed day. It's you know, it's supposed to have meaning, and it really it does. But it's not like the day that we first started dating, the first day that we really connected. I mean, I knew from the moment we were actually on our first date that I was going to marry her. And that feeling, that experience is just so raw and organic. It wasn't a day that's planned in advance, you know, or scripted. It was just purely what the universe planned for us and provided for us. So, you know, I took that magnificent gift 
of a day and just appreciated it. So it's always been more important to me. And this year I went and got the windows tinted on our new Grand Cherokee uh, on that day. And on the way home, it was about 45 minutes from our house. I stopped on this path around this pond that we walked around on our first date. I went there and I tied a bouquet of flowers to a tree with a card. And the flowers were actually the flowers that she was going to originally have in our big, huge wedding that we had planned um, as her bouquet. And I tied the flowers to a tree and I went and picked her up. And we went back into this town to go on our little date, our hot tub and couples massage. And we stopped on this path and we had done it once before on our anniversary, maybe a couple of times. And uh, I actually did something similar on I think our 10 year anniversary, um, except this time I put it way farther down the path. This The first time it was like on a tree near the road. So she kind of saw it right away. Um, but this one, we just kind of went on the stroll and, and there it was and kind of kept her guessing. But doing all of that, surprising her, showing her how special she was, was my priority. Showing her that I appreciate her and that her time that she has spent helping me be a better person through all these years was my priority. And when your priority is aligned with your your core being and the actions that you take, you can't help but see the magic show up in your life, no matter what you apply this recipe to. I'm just talking about love, but this can apply to so many different things. When you apply this kind of mindset to whatever it is that you are loving in your life, that's what's going to manifest. People think love is is so rare. You know, the force of love can manifest in so many different forms. You know, when I say that word love, it doesn't have to be towards a person. You know, you can be in love with yourself. You can be in love with cars, music, uh, you know, another person. They are all forms of the same thing. It's a complete infatuation with a thing in your life. But you have to look deep, deep down to see what it is that you love. And if it's something you're proud of, it's something that you want to have in your life, then you embrace it fully. If it's something you don't want to have as a priority in your life, love something else more in that moment and hold it there, and you'll have that change to your first love. And and really, some people are so afraid to potentially fall in love with another person. Love is always a risk. That's why they call it falling in love. I mean, you can fall really hard, and it can really hurt. That force of love can be directed toward things that, that might be good for us. It could be something that's bad for us, a person that's good for us, or a person, that, a person that's bad for us. But again, what's good or bad? Um, you know, really those are just levels of, of perspective. Like we've talked about before, like hot or cold, but we have to decide all of those things. What's the priority? What do we love? And what is it that we want to have show up in our life? What is it that we want to love? And what's worse, not loving for the fear that it might not work out for the fear that, you know, maybe someone isn't going to um, treat you as good as maybe you deserve to be or that you're going to love them more. All those things, that those are all those anxieties that block us from doing certain things. If I had been afraid that, um, you know, her and I have a, have a deep history going back to when we were younger. You know, we, we kind of had like a fling in high school a little bit. And then after we got out of high school, years later, uh, a couple of years later, we, we found ourselves again. And when we, I had left, I had thought she pretty much hated me, which she kind of did. Um and if I just had those anxieties, like I scorned her once and um, I have no chance with her, then we wouldn't have what we have now. 
But I just knew that the person that she didn't like back then was no longer the person that I had become in my, my adult years. And those anxieties, those blocks can block us from so many different things. Apply that to a job. You know, you, oh, I can't get that job. I'm not qualified. Garbage. Really, that's BS because I, I have applied for jobs recently, uh, just in the last several years, a job that I was nowhere qualified for. And I was just passionate towards my approach. And I definitely had some qualifications, but I definitely didn't have a degree in this. I beat out somebody who had a public health degree for this public health program who already worked in the department because I had sold myself so much. And I had wholeheartedly convinced myself that I was going to get this job. I'm going to sell all you people on why I'm the better choice and how I'm going to take your program to the moon. And I did it. I convinced an entire board of people that I was the best choice for this job. And I ultimately declined it uh, for the position that I had now for a whole bunch of other reasons. But the same thing goes for anything that you're going to try to get in your life. You could defeat yourself so easily, or you can just decide, you know what, I'm going to take the leap, I'm going to move in this direction, and it's going to be an amazing experience. And no matter how it ends, I'm at least going to have that experience to take away the good, the bad, and the ugly. So one of my absolute favorite philosophers, someone that I turn to on a regular basis when I need an answer on a certain subject, um, is someone I'm going to bring on in a little clip. And that's the amazing philosopher, Alan Watts. Here he is on the force of love and why we need it in some way, shape or form in our life. Check this out. Love is not something that is a sort of rare commodity. Everybody has it. Existence is love. So everybody has the, the force running. And maybe uh, the way in which you find the force of love operating in you is that you have a passionate like of booze or ice cream or uh, automobiles or good looking members of the opposite sex or even the same sex. But there is love operating. And uh, people, of course, tend to distinguish between the various kinds of love. There are good kinds, such as divine charity, and allegedly bad kinds, such as, uh, in quotes, animal lust. But it should be understood, I think, that they are all forms of the same thing. The thing is, first of all, to get it moving, to follow whatever kind of love you have in the first place to discover what indeed you do love if anything and you will find there is something and then go into the nature of that when then you are honestly clear with yourself what you like and what you dislike your love which is what you are begins to express itself quite naturally and unaffectedly in a wider way. Now, to trust oneself to be capable of love, to bring up love, in other words, to function in a sociable way and in a creative way, is to take a risk. It's a gamble. Because you may not come through with it. And in the same way, when you fall in love with somebody else or you form an association with somebody else, and you trust them, they may, as a matter of fact, not fulfill your expectations. But that risk has to be taken. In other words, to live together, 
you have to take risks. There will be disappointments and failures and disasters as a result of taking these risks. But in the long run, it will work out. My point is that if you don't take them, the results will be so much worse than any kind of wild anarchy that could be conceived. You see, here we are now as a highly disciplined human race with all kinds of rules and religions. And uh, what are we about to do? Blow ourselves completely to pieces. Was this all a good gamble? Because you see, in tying up love in knots and becoming incapable of it, you can't destroy this energy. You turn it, uh, when, you, when you won't love and you won't let it out, the thing comes out in the form of self-destruction. The alternative to self-love, in other words, is self-destruction. Because you won't take the risk of loving yourself properly, you will be compelled instead to destroy yourself. So, which would you rather have? Would you rather have a human race which isn't always very well controlled and sometimes uh, runs amok a little bit, but on the whole continues to exist with a good deal of honesty and uh, delight when delight is available? Or would you rather have the whole human race blown to pieces and cleaned off the planet, reducing the whole thing to a nice scoured rock with no dirty disease on it called life? He is absolutely amazing. And his words are so timeless. So much of his stuff is decades old. Yeah, I don't think I can top that one. I'm going to leave the episode on on that. Uh, You really can't add much to it. So I'm going to leave you with this song by Soul Rising. This one is called Young Hearts off of the 2019 album Love Is. Until next time, set your priorities for what you want to see manifest in your life. If it's love, set that as your priority. And always have the priority of evolving yourself in your life especially when you have the great reflection of that life partner, if you're lucky enough to have that in your life like I am. Make that evolution of yourself and those, those relationships a priority. And keep living. We'll see you next time.
There comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living? Are you killing time? What's going on, friends? So first off, I'll say... You may hear in the background a little bit of bird singing. You may hear a rumble of thunder. We just had a major storm just blow through right when I was about to hit record. So I had to kind of ride it out for a few minutes, but it's absolutely gorgeous where I am right now. Um, recording this late May 2021, and we haven't had any rain in weeks. So the fresh f- rained air and the birds outside sort of celebrating is a pretty cool background. So I'm just going to go with it. But hope you're all doing well. Uh, it's been a crazy busy time of my life, as it's been since I've started this show. Uh, I always sort of break in with that, but um, just got off of a group call on Clubhouse. Um, if you're on Clubhouse, check it out. It's Princeton Clark's Power Circle. Um, I've been in there pretty regularly. It's something I don't particularly have the time to do, but something I've been jumping into because sometimes you just have to take that time. If you don't take time, you'll never have time. And being in this circle of these very highly motivated people, um, it's a great experience, something that on a busy day just fills me up. Um, And just cut off that call. And we were just talking about evolution and what sort of things we can do to evolve ourselves. 
And Princeton and I, uh, if you haven't listened to his episode, he was one of my earlier ones. He's actually going to be stopping by the show again sometime very soon. Um, great motivated guy. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that man. So Princeton, if you're listening to this, um, you know, much love to you, man. Uh, I would not have anywhere of a perspective that I have and the play- things I have going on in my life if it weren't for you. And a huge amount of love to him. But um, just got off of that call a little while ago. And in it, we were talking about the priorities that we set in life. And that goes along with this episode that I've been working on for several days. The priorities that we have will show up. And one of the biggest milestones that I've had in my life recently was because of a priority shift that I had set about 10 years ago. Um, So many changes have happened, so many milestones, so many little things mean so much to me. And they have so much more sentimental value. Um, And they tend to happen to you in that way when you're much more in the now moment and you're more present. Things have a much more deeper sentimental value. And one of my most profound moments in the past few weeks was celebrating my 20-year anniversary with my beautiful wife. It was 20 years since we started dating, which that just blows my mind. I mean, really, so much time has gone by and it seems like it was just yesterday. And I mean, when you sit back and you take stock of all the things that can happen in 20 years and the amazing moments and everything that's been in between and to still have it feel like it was matter of a few years ago uh, when it all started, it's just an amazing thing. And I'm so grateful for it. When it comes to finding the things in life that people often yearn for, when they come to someone like me for coaching, it's Money, career, love. Usually those are the three top things. If it's not one of them, it's all of them. Um, But usually those are the things that people really don't have a masterful hand on sometimes in life. And they tend to escape people. And people tend to be constantly on the search for fulfillment in one or all of them. Whenever you meet someone who's looking for more fulfillment in their lives, when things are really at their lowest, love tends to be at the root of it all, uh, relationships that is. And it seems to be one of the hardest things to coach someone through as well. It's, it really is one of the most consistent things though that people are looking for. You can help them with money. Um, I have a lot of great financial connections. So if someone's out there, um, you know, as far as life coaching stuff goes, I have great financial resources, uh, people who are in the financing field who just are amazingly talented, could really help almost anyone in any situation. When it comes to career, I have a ton of connections and knowledge and that sort of stuff too, to sort of set people on the right direction. When it comes to love, I mean, I've been fortunate But love is a really tough thing to coach anybody through because it's not just you. It's not just what you're going through and what your goals are. You have multiple people in this. There are several different variables in this equation. And that's often one of the hardest things. But it's the one that I get asked the most. Um, And people often turn to me and say, you know, what have you done? Because, you know, me and my wife have an awesome relationship. She's amazing. And it's a very fulfilling relationship. And it's a person that... Um, that, that I just admire the most. I absolutely love her to death. So in that sense, she makes it very easy to have this sort of dynamic between the two of us. But people ask me, you know, what is the secret to love? The secret is there is no secret. There's no perfect recipe. There's no magic pill. There's no secret set of rules. There's no secret combination or anything. If it's worth it, 
you'll make it work. Really, I think, if anything, that's the secret. If it's worth it, you'll make it work. Not all relationships are destined to work. So putting in that work sometimes is, is a waste of time. Some are toxic and abusive and all that negative stuff. But luckily, our flaws that we've had in our relationship were not so impactful. They weren't such a, such a deal breaker like some of those other things can be. Some people you just can't work around. Luckily, neither one of us were there. We definitely had plenty of room to grow. We've grown a ton in 20 years. We have transformed time and time again, both of us. And it's been amazing to look back on my journey and see how much I've changed and look at her journey and see how much she changed. And even now, she is evolving through so many different things that she's just held on in the past. And it's amazing to see her work through those things. But I say that's the secret is that you have to expect that you're going to evolve. You're going to help each other evolve. And through the process, you're going to change as people. You're going to need to heal. And you need to heal from that growth like you do when I, I always use those analogies with, with athletics. You'll have to work out and you need to have your downtime, your recovery time to become that different person, that different physical person. And the same thing happens when you evolve and grow in a spiritual or emotional sense. You need to be able to grow and heal. And then you come out the other side as a different person. And when you grow as a couple in that sense, it's it's something that just solidifies and makes things stronger, just like it does when you go to the gym. But it's definitely not always a honeymoon. That's what people see, but that's really not it. It's not always pretty. There's been low times. There's been moments where both of us wanted to strangle each other. There were times when we almost walked away. And if there was a secret, you know, I'd say it's this. Adopt more of an old school mindset when it comes to relationships. Meaning when it's broken, fix it. Don't just throw it away. Which is what so many people do in this modern age with literally everything. No one hangs on to things in, in modern times nowadays. Oh, holy crap. I sound like an old man. No, I sound like, yeah, I'm definitely showing my age. I think with that, that saying, but it's true. People, they just want something new when something isn't absolutely perfect. There's no, there's no sentimental attachment. There's no passion for things or people or places. There's so many people who are lacking that. There is just that lack of that deep connection or attachment. Or at least, you know, a healthy kind of, of attachment. Because people are definitely addicted to things in their lives. They're addicted to a lot of things that are unhealthy. Social media, their phones, the mirror, jobs, you name it. People are attached to those things. But this leads me on another parallel on this subject. And it's something that's very relevant to the success of relationships and finding love. And that's the time you have and how you spend it. How many things do you say you don't have time to do? How much do you claim in your life, I don't have time for this or I don't have time for that. I wish I had time to do this, that, the other thing. How many people can honestly say they give a relationship everything they have? If that was true, then when things got rough, especially when it was your actions that were responsible, your actions were the ones that were responsible for making the waves in a relationship that disrupted everything, how many people can say they were dedicated and recognized it was them that needed to improve? And then they dedicated that self-improvement, that evolution, that evolution of themselves to a newer, better, more evolved version of you 
so that you would not make the same mistakes in that relationship that you had made to do whatever you did to bring things down. If you could prove to your partner that you realize your flaws, you're working on them, and you're going to present a whole new you as an end result, how many people actually do that? Very few. But that's what I did. I realized that 10 years ago, about this time 10 years ago, that I was not a person that I liked. I had not turned into a person that even my wife had liked. And I was so driven to make sure that the parts of me that were ruining our relationship, when when we were faced with the potential of splitting up and divorce, I looked at everything about me and said, I need to do something. These flaws that I'm, I'm looking at that she's mentioning, they're there, they're real. And I can either continue down the road and take those things that I'm using as a priority right now, whether it's job, career, whatever it was I had going on in my life, I can have those be my priority. And as an end result, you're likely going to be divorced or I give up everything and work on whatever it was that I needed to be better at, to be a better person, be a better human. So I did because I knew I could do better. And I think anyone who puts in that sort of effort on a continual basis and it constantly evolves into a better, more evolved version of yourself that you can find that success. And it depends on where those priorities go in your life. And I'll dive into that in, in a moment. So at that point of my life, if I looked at it right now and I, I had to choose what was more important in that point of my life, what was more important than improving who I was? Who, what was more important than potentially saving my marriage? Was it a job? Because who was I with that job? I was a man who had had to tell his son later on in life that his job was more important than our family staying together. Because of a job, that job took precedence over me improving myself to save my marriage. That was exactly what I was saying. If I continued down the road, I was gone. If I blew off that growth to go party or do the things with my friends that I was doing, um, all those things that I was saying were important. I was saying that they were more important than the life that I've built for us now. And I wasn't willing to take that hit because as a kid, the life that we had that was sort of falling apart and the life that we have had since I've made that shift is exactly what I was dreaming about having because I didn't have that. There was nothing I wanted more when I became an adult than to start a family of my own and make it everything that I was missing the family vacations, the amazing Christmases, the time spent in a loving household where things were great, that I created a childhood for my kid that he didn't have to heal from, one that he just has to look back on and be grateful for. That was my dream. And I was basically at a precipice. I was at a point in my life, I had to choose which road. Which one was I going to choose? Was I going to choose the one that was more self-gratifying for me, maybe on the surface? Or was I going to choose one that I knew was the one that I really wanted to build? So I had to look and figure out what direction I wanted my energy to go into. And I feel like that's exactly what you have to do to make a relationship work. You're going to have to dedicate yourself to that relationship over everything else if you want to make that work. And the reason is... 
And if the reason why it's not working is because of you, you have to make some changes. When you have a person as understanding and patient as my wife is, it's easy to do anything you can to change yourself and keep a person like that in your life. I completely understand that my situation is unique. Sometimes you're in a situation where no matter how much growth you can do on your own, there's a situation that you're in that it's not actually going to be one that's that's really going to get better. That's a really tough circumstance. That's why relationship coaching is so nuanced and it's it's just there's so many different pieces of the puzzle. There's no easy solution. But just looking at my own situation, I can say what worked for me, what put us in the position that we're in right now to celebrate where we are at. But sometimes, really, it is the other person's fault. If they're not willing to change, if they have flaws, you have flaws, you both have to work on things. If you're faced with that kind of situation, you're ultimately stuck with two choices. Either A, be miserable and tolerate your situation, or B, walk away. And it's tough to say that. Because you also have to be careful to not constantly think that it's you, that you are not as understanding as you maybe should be, and that maybe you just need to take more of someone's crap. That's not it either. You have to stand on a mountain proudly when you dig in and you really look deep inside and figure out you know, who is really to blame. Your gut's going to let you know, and you shouldn't let anybody else tell you. If your gut tells you, you're the one who's in the right and you have a situation where you've done everything you can. That's a completely different story. But the ultimate question in all of this, and it applies to more than just relationships, it applies to career, applies to, to money. It refers to anything that you say you want as a thing in your life. Is it your number one priority? If it's not, then it won't be prevalent in your life. If it becomes number one, it will become number one. But when you say you want to lose weight, you know, you you want to drop a few of those extra pounds, what healthy choices are you actively making? What things are you doing to bring that about? What unhealthy foods are you getting on a constant basis? You make decisions to support an end result at every single moment of your life. So if you are making a decision for good health, what are you doing to support that? Because if you're doing the right things, it'll manifest. If you support a better you to attract a better partner, you'll work on that. But how much do you wish for something in your life? And how much time do you spend taking the steps to bring it closer to your reality? Do you spend every minute on it? Honestly, think about that thing that you say you want. How much time do you dedicate to that thing on a regular basis? Do you do everything that you can to manifest that thing? Or do you spend time on TikTok, Facebook, watch trash TV? And don't get me wrong, it's, it's okay to unwind. You have to unwind. You have to do those things sometimes. And I'm speaking from a pot calling the kettle black, really, because I spend way too much time on some social media sometimes. I'm so busy that sometimes I just want to let my brain turn to jello but I have to cut it off at some point. And at certain points, I've sat there and realized I've done this for too long. And then I get down on myself. It's part of my learning process right now and self-discipline. But when it comes to things like TV, how much TV do I actually watch? I usually get like an hour or two on a Friday, maybe again for an hour or two on a Saturday, depending on what's going on. And that's it. Everything else 
that I'm doing is living in the real world, making real things happen, having real experiences, because those are my priority in life. It just depends on how you're going to spend that, what is it, 186,000 seconds in a day. And if you treat it like a currency, money is a currency. It's the most valuable currency there is. You're going to get that deposit every single day back in your account, but you're not going to carry any of it over. It all either has to be spent or it disappears. And every day, that bank account of how many seconds you have is going to get redeposited into your account. And how you spend those is going to depend on what shows up in your life. Or actually, what shows up in your life is going to be dependent on how you spend that currency. That's why I have the things that I have and have done the things that I've done and continue to do. Because those accolades, my relationship, the the health and well-being of my family is more important to me than perceived rest and relaxation. You know, really, daily R&R doesn't happen. You know, I take the break when I need it, as everyone should. But... I also stay highly motivated and constantly keep moving on certain things and very, very take a very structured approach to my life. But if I can do something today to manifest my goals and dreams, I take that step if I have the available time and energy. And that's what I think, if anything, has been the key to our long-lasting relationship. Because number one, if the dance partner... Take that back. And all of that is what I think is key to the success in our relationship, if anything. Um, you know, I, well, I mean, number one, the dance partner for sure has been a, a huge part of it um, because honestly, I think she's been far too patient with me throughout all the years. Um, but I'm eternally grateful and, and love her to death. Um, but the other biggest key is making love a priority. And I have made that a huge priority in my life. I've taken whatever steps I can make sure that I have time to spend on a regular basis. You know, it's not a it's not a second thought. It's not a it's not something that's just a byproduct in my life. I make sure that I take dedicated actions to show her how much I appreciate her and um, all the things to make her feel important and let her know how important she actually is. And if you do those things with pure intent and you follow your intuition every step of the way, you will see that you are attracting something like that in your life as well. Your subconscious beliefs are going to constantly attract things into your life. So if you're approaching life from a genuine aspect of yourself, you're approaching everything about your life in a genuine way, you're going to attract someone who is genuinely attracted to that kind of person. But if you're not real, you're gonna attract someone to the persona that you're putting on. So when they learn the real you, it's not going to be exactly what they thought it was. When you approach life with authenticity, your subconscious beliefs are going to always fall in line with that. I am this person and this is what I want someone to be attracted to. So when they find you, when you find them, that is going to be a great match. And then once you find it, if your underlying goals in your life are always to make that person feel appreciated and valuable. 
from a genuine place. There is no effort in all of it because it's exactly what's coming from your core. Take, for example, how I approached our anniversary. I don't go over the top and spend gobs and gobs of money on our anniversary. Um, but this one's one that I always, it's its very important to me deep into my core. Um, it's one that I always tend to make a little bit more of a big deal about. Um, I always remember, number one, it's its not something I even have to set on the calendar or anything. The date to me, you know, April 30th is, is always a big one for me. Um, but it's more important to me really than our wedding anniversary. I mean, our wedding anniversary, our wedding, you know, that's a planned, it's a constructed day. It's, you know, it's supposed to have meaning and it really, it does, but it's not like the day that we first started dating the first day that we really connected. I mean, I knew from the moment we were actually on our first date that I was going to marry her. And that feeling, that experience is just so raw and organic it wasn't a day that's planned in advance, you know, or scripted. It was just purely with universe planned for us and provided for us. So, you know, I took that magnificent gift of a day and just appreciated it. So it's always been more important to me. And this year I went and got the windows tinted on our new Grand Cherokee uh, on that day. And on the way home, it was about 45 minutes from our house. I stopped on this path around this pond that we walked around on our first date. I went there and I tied a bouquet of flowers to a tree with a card. And the flowers were actually the flowers that she was going to originally have in our big, huge wedding that we had planned um, as her bouquet. And I tied the flowers to a tree and I went and picked her up and we went back into this town to go on our little date, our hot tub and couples massage. And we stopped on this path and we had done it once before on our anniversary, maybe a couple of times. And uh, I actually did something similar on, I think, our 10-year anniversary, um, except this time I put it way farther down the path. This The first time it was like on a tree near the road, so she kind of saw it right away. Um, but this one, we just kind of went on the stroll, and, and there it was, and kind of kept her guessing. But doing all of that, surprising her, showing her how special she was, was my priority. Showing her that I appreciate her and that her time that she has spent helping me be a better person through all these years was my priority. And when your priority is aligned with your your core being and the actions that you take, you can't help but see the magic show up in your life, no matter what you apply this recipe to. I'm just talking about love, but this can apply to so many different things. When you apply this kind of mindset to whatever it is, that you are loving in your life. That's what's going to manifest. People think love is is so rare. You know, the force of love can manifest in so many different forms. You know, when I say that word love, it doesn't have to be towards a person. You know, you can be in love with yourself. You can be in love with cars, music, uh, you know, another person. They are all forms of the same thing. It's a complete infatuation with a thing in your life. But you have to look deep, deep down to see what it is that you love. And if it's something you're proud of, it's something that you want to have in your life, then you embrace it fully. If it's something you don't want to have as a priority in your life, love something else more in that moment and hold it there. And you'll have that change to your first love. 
And, and really, some people are so afraid to potentially fall in love with another person. Love is always a risk. That's why they call it falling in love. I mean, you can fall really hard and it can really hurt. That force of love can be directed toward things that, that might be good for us. It could be something that's bad for us, a person that's good for us, or a person, that, a person that's bad for us. But again, what's good or bad? Um, you know, really, those are just levels of, of perspective, like we've talked about before, like hot or cold. But we have to decide all of those things. What's the priority? What do we love? And what is it that we want to have show up in our life? What is it that we want to love? And what's worse, not loving for the fear that it might not work out, for the fear that you know maybe someone isn't going to um, treat you as good as maybe you deserve to be or that you're going to love them more. All those things, that those are all those anxieties that block us from doing certain things. If I had been afraid that um, you know, her and I have a, have a deep history going back to when we were younger, you know, we, we kind of had like a fling in high school a little bit. And then after we got out of high school years later, uh, a couple of years later, we, we found ourselves again. And when we, I had left, I had thought she pretty much hated me, which she kind of did. Um, and if I just had those anxieties, like I scorned her once and, um, I have no chance with her, then we wouldn't have what we have now. But I just knew that the person that she didn't like back then was no longer the person that I had become in my, my adult years. And those anxieties, those blocks can block us from so many different things. Apply that to a job. You know, you, oh, I can't get that job. I'm not qualified. Garbage. Really, that's BS because I, I have applied for jobs recently uh, just in the last several years, a job that I was nowhere qualified for. And I was just passionate towards my approach. And I definitely had some qualifications, but I definitely didn't have a degree in this. I beat out somebody who had a public health degree for this public health program who already worked in the department because I had sold myself so much. And I had wholeheartedly convinced myself that I was going to get this job. I'm going to sell all you people on why I'm the better choice and how I'm going to take your program to the moon. And I did it. I convinced an entire board of people that I was the best choice for this job. And I ultimately declined it uh, for the position that I had now for a whole bunch of other reasons. But the same thing goes for anything that you're going to try to get in your life. You could defeat yourself so easily, or you can just decide, you know what, I'm going to take the leap, I'm going to move in this direction, and it's going to be an amazing experience. And no matter how it ends, I'm at least going to have that experience to take away the good, the bad, and the ugly. So one of my absolute favorite philosophers, someone that I turn to on a regular basis when I need an answer on a certain subject, um, is someone I'm going to bring on in a little clip, and that's the amazing philosopher Alan Watts. Here he is on the force of love and why we need it in some way, shape, or form in our life. Check this out. He is absolutely amazing, and his words are so timeless. So much of his stuff is decades old. Yeah, I don't think I can top that one. I'm going to leave the episode on, on that. Uh, you really can't add much to it. So I'm going to leave you with this song by Soul Rising. This one is called Young Hearts off of the 2019 album Love Is. Until next time, set your
priorities for what you want to see manifest in your life. If it's love, set that as your priority. And always have the priority of evolving yourself in your life, especially when you have the great reflection of that life partner, if you're lucky enough to have that in your life like I am. Make that evolution of yourself and those those relationships a priority. And keep living. We'll see you next time.